Hello everybody, this is Jason from cornerstonedog.com and today we're going to talk about what to do to help a hyperactive adrenaline-infused puppy to have a better, more fulfilling life and to start the road to recovery so that dream can be a reality. So this week I went uh, on a puppy house call. This was a couple that have they'd seen a lot of life, had a lot of dogs, they're retired, um, and they were calling because they were just struggling with this four-month-old lab that they had gotten. Um, he's super energetic. And four months is a hard time for most any puppy. In fact, four to five months to me is some of the hardest moments, especially if you haven't done much training before that point because they're starting to figure out life and nobody's telling them no, so they just do whatever feels good, uh, which often is not in their best interest or ours. And so um, that's the situation that I found when I came on this puppy house call. And again, these this couple, they've had lots of dogs before. They know how to work with dogs and they were open and willing and ready to change. Uh, they just needed help with this particular dog. They hadn't had a breed that was so uh, interject, energetic and uh, high drive. And so we started to look at this puppy and this puppy just went hard and fast to the red zone. Um, super entitled to anything really, their space, their stuff, shoes, uh, just all over the place. And this couple had tried really hard. They'd done a lot of things. They had worked with even switching food. Um, they had been to the vet several times to say, is there something that we're missing here? Um, they'd paid those bills. They had tried a numerous toys and distractions such like in that manner. And um, they decided, you know what, they, they built a, a home for the dog outside that's heated because it's cold here in Utah, heated and um, comfortable and so the dog would have access to the backyard and it's all fenced in and so it has this space and lots of room to roam uh and just this dog had really everything that a human could want but not really everything that a dog needs or a puppy needs and i i see this problem a lot um we kind of have a culture that uh, of spoiling dogs of they they are there's we love the qualities of dogs and so do I but sometimes we love those qualities so much we elevate them to more than human status and I, I don't think it's healthy for dogs that culture of spoiling dogs often leads to a dog being spoiled and it usually means eliminating good boundaries so we the owner the parent of the dog feels good it's really not about the dog, it's really about us, right? It's because I want to feel like I am doing something nice for this dog. And I want, often it's I want other people to see how nice I'm being. But it's not really for the dog, is it? It's a culture of spoiling so that we feel good about it. And again, that spoiling often means the only way we can think to spoil is if we take away a boundary. And honestly, the dog doesn't really, it doesn't, say, oh, wow, they took away that boundary. I really love them. It ultimately becomes, wow, this person is useful to me and I can manipulate them to get what I want. 
And so why wouldn't I do that? I, I always think about when I was in uh, grade school or in high school and uh, the teacher that was weak with boundaries and would let you get away with a lot, guess what? Whether you're a good kid or not, you usually would get away with stuff. And maybe you wouldn't try and get away with as much as other people would because that made you feel good, right? It made you feel like, I, I don't take advantage of this as much as someone else. But you do what's going to work for you. And dogs do that to an extreme. They, they, they are survivors, and they will do whatever is in their best interest. So for them to be able to live in society with us and to really be fulfilled, we want them to be able to have freedom and space and toys, yes, but it can't start by just showering that on them. If that's the case, if that's what happens and that's what we do, then it ultimately becomes an entitlement. I think of it also this way. I think of like if I have a, a three, four, or five-year-old and they want to stay up late and watch movies because we're staying up late watching stuff or doing whatever and they really need to go to sleep. They really need their rest because they're young, they're growing, they're developing mentally and physically, and they need that sleep. Like it is essential that they get that sleep. Otherwise, their development isn't going to go as well mentally or physically, and they're going to be short with us, right? They're going to be raunchy. They're going to be upset because they didn't get the rest that they needed. And so it's not any different with puppies. If if we don't have a schedule for them and we don't step up and be an adult and say, okay, you got to go to sleep and I know you want to keep playing, but no, you really need to rest, then you can expect them to be more nippy and be more short with us and be a little raunchy. And sometimes that just, in order to stay awake and to keep going, the body has to infuse adrenaline into the situation. And so I'm talking a lot of, and kind of preaching a lot here, but it's really, really important that with puppies, we start and we build instead of just throw this responsibility on. Um, you think about when you think about the time like you, you left home and maybe you went to college and you had now roommates and some different responsibilities before than before. And then maybe from there you go to an apartment or something like that. And now all of a sudden you've got to clean the sink and the bathroom and nobody's splitting those days with you. And you know, it, it, it's your job or it's not going to happen. And you've got this other stress of life that's part of growing up. And then maybe from there you go to a starter home and all of a sudden you have a yard now. And you're like, you, you got to figure out what kind of plants you have and how it works. And you've got to grow into that space to be able to manage all of these new assets and these new things that you have. For puppies, we often feel like it's a great thing for them if we just say, here's all this freedom and space. You know, here's this Instagram life where you can just run around and it's all slow-mo and you're all really, really happy and it's just great. And there can be those moments, but if we think that that's the norm of life for this puppy, then we're not going to give them the structure that they need to really grow and become what they can be. And, you know, it's painful when you move into, if you've had that experience, you move into a new house and you've got all these new responsibilities, you've got to learn how to take care of these trees or that stuff or this kitchen that's bigger, whatever it may be. There's a little bit of a, a Band-Aid ripping off experience where you've got to step up 
and become something more than you were before. Now, th throwing too much on that pile would be devastating. Um, it sounds really, really awesome, for example, right out of college to be super wealthy. And I remember, uh, I remember some, some guys in college that would go do summer jobs where they would make, you know, they would make a whole bunch of money to us. That would have been like, you know, $50,000 in the summer or so, you know, and they were like rich and then they would blow it in a year or even more, worse. They spend more than they actually had. And sometimes having more than you're ready for is more of a curse than a blessing. And that's a really painful lesson for me because of course we want to grow as fast as possible, but we almost need to work on becoming first so that we can then be blessed with those, the, you know, the universe and, and life can bless us with those things. When we're ready, they come. That principle needs to be taught more with puppies. And so as we just think step by step, and that's the hard part is trying to understand where this puppy needs to go from here um, so that they, you know, they can have the right growth through that process. So what do you do? Okay, like I said, this couple was ready to change. They were all ears. They were ready to go. And the first thing I did was I worked with the leash a little bit to just understand this puppy and to build a relationship. And of course, when the puppy tried to jump on me, I'm going to correct that behavior in some way that is comparable to the jumping. I don't want to blow the puppy out of the water. I don't want to overdo it. I just want to say, hey, don't, don't do that. And then to build that boundary and maintain it and enforce it. And so I started doing that and things got a lot better. And then we worked on another thing like going inside the house and waiting at the door. And that was really hard for this puppy. And then we introduced food and the adrenaline level went way high. And we had to say, okay, when you get food, you got to be calm. And that was a hard process. And we spent 20 minutes working on that. And then from there, we worked on going into the crate and waiting to come out. Because the very first thing I would say, if you're going to do something, you need to slow down and you need to build from a ground level. So the first thing I did was I said, hey, listen, cute little puppy, I'm a good leader and I expect you to follow what the boundaries I set forth. And there's a little bit of a consequence if you don't. And then as we maintain that, the puppy said, oh, wow, this guy's really honest about that. He's truthful about it. I can trust him. Then he started looking to me for guidance. And the adrenaline level and the hyperactivity automatically came down. And then we'd introduce something new and we'd work to bring it down. And the state of mind just started to clear up to where the puppy could learn instead of just go, 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 go. And that's, that's all we ever really want. We want that level to come down so it's not just ah, 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 hyper, crazy, 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 hyper. And they can stop and think and say, huh, how do I do this? How do I get that little piece of food? I like this game. I'm really thinking this through. And working on waiting at the, at the kennel door and going in and out and saying, hey, look, when I ask you to do this, you got to do it until I, you know, you got to go through that kennel if you're going to come out of that kennel or that crate. And so just having some general boundaries <laughs> that, you know, I laugh because it's like you got to go into this crate where there's nice padding for you and then come out. Um, and the, the puppy got really good at it. I think sometimes we always think that's like prison, but it's not. It's like a simple, nice, calm place. It's like when you're a teenager and you're like, I just need some downtime. And you go in your room, right? And yes, no one's locking the door to keep you in there. 
but you're also not a dog, right? So we want to manage, we, we have to manage a lot at first with a puppy so that we can have more freedom later. And we're only gonna manage as much as is necessary, right? We want the puppy to do as much as possible, but if we're letting this puppy out and it's chewing up the bushes and chewing up your shoes and peeing on the floor, it's not ready for that amount of freedom. So number one, slow down. Take a breath, take it easy, get some things just lined up as like, okay, we're going to slow down. We're gonna make this a boundary and we're gonna keep it. We're gonna be polite when we eat food and not just gobble it down and hork it down from your hand. Number two, manage space. Use a crate for their mental sanity and for yours. <laughs> A crate is such a good tool and a needed tool for a puppy so that they can grow physically and mentally and they can have the downtime their brain needs to recoup, take a deep breath themselves and be able to move forward in a calmer state. Not having to always chemically infuse adrenaline into their body so that they can keep moving. And the third one is when not in the crate, on the leash and or monitored. So either on the leash monitored or maybe in a little playpen monitored, not just left there, like you're in the same room monitoring and being able to keep that situation or off leash playing in a field or whatever, but monitored, it's you time. And we want that crate time to go down as we train so that the dog can have more impulse control. So this is the process and they've got a process ahead of them for sure to do this. But the key is to grant freedom as it's earned. So you don't raise an entitled dog. So you don't have a dog that says, I do whatever I want because I'm the boss. If you have a dog that has the right kind of attitude, then we can start to let them do whatever they want because they can be the boss of their own life and it's awesome. But if we start that way, when they're not ready for it, they're gonna make a lot of mistakes and they're going to take those mistakes and accept them as th their their life they're going to say this is how it is and i own this and not i own this mistake but i own this way of life and so it's it, and it's it's just not best for them or for us so there's a lot of hope for this puppy you know this couple was thinking maybe this puppy has a screw loose uh maybe there's something wrong like with the thyroid of this dog or something like that maybe there's a breeding issue whatever it may be and after looking at the situation, my guess is with time, you're gonna be fine. If you start setting boundaries, start slowing down, managing that space, and then monitoring the other space, the other time. This puppy is not too far gone and there's nothing that could stop this dog from being an amazing dog. It's got a great temperament. It's super hyperactive, but it's totally willing to work with you once you start helping it learn to play the game. So if you have a hyperactive, totally adrenaline-infused puppy, and you're like, man, we've got to do something about this, there's a lot of hope there. Um, message us on Instagram. Follow our Instagram at Cornerstone Dog Training. And let's get you our puppy book. If you're working with a puppy, let's get that book. Let's get you signed up for the puppy course at cornerstonepuppy.com. And this is a step-by-step -step process you can follow that will help you so that you can take a hyperactive puppy or any other puppy and just 
follow the steps so that you, you can make it through these puppy stages and ultimately adolescent stages so that you can have the dog of your dreams. That's why we do what we do. That's why we share this podcast is because we want to help more people all over the world to be able to have a great dog. They're such amazing animals, such amazing creatures, and such a blessing in our life, and we can learn a lot from them. So jump on there and come be a part of our world. Thanks, guys. It's good talking with you. And man, if you're struggling with your puppy, please reach out. We'd love to help. Take care.